So I don't go out to the club so much anymore. Um, I think the only time I do any dancing is is pretty much at uh, at weddings and uh, maybe the the odd uh, odd concert or bar if uh, if the music moves me so. But uh, the question I have for you, Bill, is what makes you feel like dancing? The stuff that makes me feel like dancing, I think there's two things. One is like the end of the school year. And the other thing would be hearing a banger. Yeah. Or just a straight up guilt-free pleasure on the radio. Well, yeah. By radio, I just mean the speaker that's playing the songs I've pre-programmed into it. So it's not really a surprise, but it still makes me feel like dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you don't listen to the radio so much, like, even you don't even listen to your podcast on the radio. Apparently, a podcast is like a it's like radio for your phone, right? Yeah, it's exactly I'm trying to understand how this actually works. <laughs> yeah, radio is it's a whole new thing now. I haven't been able to tell my parents exactly when this uh, podcast airs, like when it's playing. So they're just always on the lookout for for when when this podcast is going to air on the radio. If, uh, if you haven't been able to discern by our, our awkward uh, meandering sort of open and uh, well, the straight up title of the uh, of the episode, we're looking at Leo Sayre and You Make Me Feel Like Dancing. And I'm glad that you didn't say that I, meaning you, makes you feel like dancing. Yeah, you don't make me feel like dancing at no, all. No, I wouldn't. I would hope not. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, this song was recommended to me by Ashley. It oh, really? came up by happenstance on, you know, when Spotify just will take a song, I'll play a song, and then it'll start playing other songs to yeah. guesses that I would like. Yeah. They usually guesses right, Spotify. Oh, you yeah. have a way. <laughs> Ashley said, oh, this song. Yeah. You should do this song. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know if it was like, this is a great song. I was like, oh, this sounds exactly like the type of thing you would like. Yeah, because Ashley's really not on board with a lot of the music that we do, not, uh, that we feature on this podcast, is yeah. she? No, not totally. I also brought this up to my dad just before I showed up here, because mm -hmm. he had mentioned he'd never heard Rome by the B-52s. Oh, really? And also assumed that the rest of the world hadn't heard of Rome. Oh. And basically said, why Why didn't we do the Love Shack? He implied it. Yeah. So he wasn't thrilled with Rome. He still has yet to really tell me if he likes Rome. Yeah. But anyways, I said, well, we was, what are you going to be doing tonight? I said... You Make Me Feel Like Dancing by Leo Sayer. And then both he and my mom were like, we know that song. And then I realized, of course they would know this song. This is 1976. 76, yeah. Which yeah. is, let's see, it comes out in October. Yep. My mother is just finding out she's pregnant with me. Maybe this was the song that she... All right, stop. No, that she found out that she was pregnant with you. Right. Okay. Sorry. Come on, Bill. <laughs> This is family friendly here. You got it right, clean. So yeah, Leo Sayre. Like, uh, I I think this might be a bit of a a hot button hot button sort of song for some people because uh, there's a number of reviews that I read that uh, are not favorable to the song. I believe the word is derision. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who do not like Leo Sayre. I feel it's unfair. The more I've read about Leo Sayre. 
And the more I've listened to interviews with them, the more I like them. Now, uh, should we just talk about Celebrity Big Brother now or save that for later? Well, let's, uh, <laughs> you brought it up. Let, let, let's talk about Celebrity Big Brother here. He had a massive meltdown on UK Celebrity Big Brother. I think and massive is understating it a yeah. little bit. Yeah. I mean, he didn't hurt anybody. No, but he was, uh, he was very adamant he wanted out of the house. I think he broke down the door. I think, yeah. Yeah. At least he broke the lock. Yeah. And they claimed in the show that it was about having fresh underwear. Okay. (laughs) But the more I have sort of looked into it, read interviews with him, and just the more I know about Big Brother, is it's all designed to create this sort of um, setting where you push people to their extremes. Yeah. And so it was a thing where he was set up. The whole time. And when you watch the video where he's just telling them all to screw off. Yeah. He doesn't say screw though. Yeah. He's a little more uh, salty. Salty. Language. <laughs> you could see the guy who's like the bouncer grabbing his arm in such a way that it's causing him pain. And you could see the sort of bullying that goes on where it was totally unnecessary because he wasn't going to, he just wanted to go home. Yeah. And so... It felt exploitive. Well, they were kind of poking the bear there, right? Yeah. Like it was already worked up and then they were yeah. just kind of, it's like if if you, you're, you're worked up on something and someone tells you to relax, that's the last thing you need to hear because then you just sort of like spiral into more rage, I find. Yeah. So I, I read an interview where he discussed it. He didn't regret it saying he learns from everything. He didn't even have bad feelings about it. Mm-hmm. And to not feel vindictive to big brother which i would have yeah i gotta give the guy credit but he just said i just want to get out of this country i think he's, he's done with england moved yeah, australia yeah, <laughs> yeah that's and, right you know kudos to you get away from that whole life leo mm-hmm. yep let's jump back to 1976 and uh and talk about the song yeah totally all right so this is leo sayer's first big american record and yeah. this flight Yes. And so he's flown over to LA to work with an American producer, American session musicians, and out of the recording sessions comes this song. Yeah. Did you read much about how it came about? Um, I, I read a couple of different things. Uh, one of them was Leo didn't even remember recording this song. Yes, that's right. And the other one was there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of controversy around yeah. who should be getting songwriting credits because yes. uh, uh, Mr. Ray Parker Jr., uh, who recorded the Ghostbusters theme song, was um, he has claimed uh, that he wrote the song. Yeah, from what I can gather from the story, Leo Sayer, the way Ray Parker Jr. has talked about Leo Sayer, saying he's a stand-up guy, he holds no animosity. He says yeah. Leo kept trying to record more. Ray Parker Jr. songs to try to make it up to him, he said. Oh, really? But I think from what I can gather, what happened is Ray Parker Jr. came in with a riff. He oh, said okay. he wrote the song, but I my understanding is he came in with a riff mm-hmm. and they jammed it out in the studio. Yeah. And then Leo Sayers started doing the falsetto thing, which yeah. he hadn't done before in any songs. Yeah. And he said he, did, he, he was good at falsetto because he sang in the choir at this Catholic church when he was a kid and he okay. would do all the high parts. So, he okay. had this falsetto that he could pull off. And so, in the record, so it said it took about 15 minutes of jamming and they recorded the whole thing mm-hmm. where he's just making these high sounds yep. and then they're playing and you have all these amazing session players doing their thing. So, yeah. Ray Parker Jr. 
I assume, wrote the riff. Okay. But there's a lot that was added to it. And the lyrics were written by Leo Sayer and, and a guy they brought in. Yeah. who They wrote that in about five minutes because the guy had to go to his chiropractor. <laughs> so I learned that in an interview. Yeah, shout out to chiropractors there. Uh, yeah, I better get the name of uh, the guy. Do you have in front of you? No. Okay. Uh, maybe I do. Let's see. Um, credit songwriter Sayer and Vinny... Ponas? Pon- Poncia? <laughs> Let's try that again. Vinny P-O-N-C-I-A. Poncia. Poncia. Vinny Poncia. Yeah. Yep. So Vinny Poncia came in and they they wrote it quickly and they came up with the pre-chorus and chorus, which was yeah. about you make me feel like dancing. Yeah. So he Do said we, it was 20 minutes to write the song. Yeah. Do we know why Vinny had to go to the chiropractor? He had... Issues with his lower back. Oh, we actually I, do know yeah, why. <laughs> I do. I had this. You went I, well, deep. I did. I watched a great interview with Leo Sayer, which won me over to Leo Sayer. Like, he's the type of guy who you'd give an interview to and he just yeah. talked the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And he gave the whole history behind it. Okay. What would happened, who was playing it, which player was doing this. It was mm-hmm. really in depth and okay. it was great. The story is great. So, in the song, so session players, you have Ray Parker Jr., who's a great guitarist. This is yeah. before he writes Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Right? But he's already a virtuoso. There's mm-hmm. another guitar player on it, too. You got it written there. Uh, guitar done. is... Oh, Larry Larry Carlton. Yeah, so Larry Carlton, no slouch as well. I don't know yeah. who... But they kind of insinuated it was mostly Ray Parker Jr. playing. So I don't know yeah. what happened in the recording. You have Steve Gadd on drums. Yeah. Now, he's drummed a ton, but he's most well-known, at least for me, for playing the drums on 50 Ways to Leave yes, Your Lover. Yes, that's right. I've read that as well. Yeah. And then the bass player is on a ton of stuff. Yeah. But a lot of these guys were on Steely Dan's Asia, which mm-hmm. includes the bass player. Yeah. And this guy, he... Steely Dan, great and terrible jazz musicians. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, the 150 members of Steely Dan, I guess, who joined with the... Uh, the, the bass player really knows how to take it for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel I'm actually using it properly because Leo Sayer said the bass was taken for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> and you can hear it because this is, this is a, a, like a prototypical disco song too, right? And you can hear that, you can hear that bass just walking all around in it, right? Yeah. And so apparently Leo Sayer was trying to claim it wasn't a disco song. Like, yeah. This is not a disco song. I don't really know what is. Like, I that know, is, right? So he might not have realized it, but all those session players knew what they were doing. Yeah. And so I'd almost say the session players are like your, I mean, they're the MVPs of the whole thing. Yeah. Like, without that sound. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So there you go. There, and it goes with, uh, what's the term? Let me get this, uh, the, the language right. It went up to Billboard charts with a bullet. That's what they say when it's moving quickly up. Okay, that there's a lot of there's a lot of drama in the way that uh, you, you prepared for that one. I did, but I just I still feel I didn't quite say it right. Yeah. But it was uh, number one with a bullet. Yeah, that's something Casey Kasem would say. <laughs> yeah, I, think. I got to work on that. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's time to we got the history of the song. Yeah. So okay, it's time to work through this song. Let's let's talk about the lyrics a bit here. So. Um, not so much the lyrics, but the way the lyrics are being sung. And when when uh, Bill suggested that we we do this song, I, I started listening to it, and I thought it was an homage to Saturday Night uh, Fever, 
because the way that he's singing, he's he's from England. He's now Australian. He has Australian citizenship. Uh, Leo does, but um, the way he sings, it almost has like that uh, stereotypical New York accent to it. Yeah, like the way he says uh, "talking" and "walking," and he just sort of like has the has a couple of W's in there that don't belong there, but uh, the way he's singing it. So my theory was it was an homage to Saturday Night Fever, which takes place in Brooklyn. But the song came out before Saturday Night Fever. So that just threw everything out the window. So now I'm just, I don't know what I'm going to talk about on this song. When was it recorded, according to your... Uh, 76. Does it say like a date on when it was recorded? It was released in October of 76. Yeah, does it say recorded underneath? Mm, No. Okay. So what was released in June of 1976 in the UK... And recorded in January of 76, up to May, actually, it was a long recording session, was You Should Be Dancing by the Bee Gees. Oh, okay. So, it, so You Should Be Dancing actually came out uh, like a year or two before Saturday Night Fever did. Yeah. And so, this song feels like it's so closely related to that song. And you know what? And I probably always thought that this was a BG song just because of the falsetto, right? Totally. And this is where the the argument goes with Leo Sayer getting so much flack is that he gets compared to all the other falsetto people. Yeah. Which is unfortunate for Leo Sayer because it's hard to compete with Barry Gibb. Yeah. My yeah. goodness. Oh, my yeah. Exactly. And You Should Be Dancing is an incredible... Amazing song. So yeah. it, it, the, the other trouble is you have this song, which you make me feel like dancing, where you have a song that was also number one just six months earlier called You Should Be Dancing, yeah. which is, I mean, objectively a better song. Well, yeah. And if these songs came out in, in reverse, it could be the call and answer. It's like, you make me feel like dancing. And then there's someone else is saying, no, you should be dancing. Right? Yeah. Can we could talk about how... Leo Sayer in every video I've seen is he might feel like dancing, but this guy is more like Genesis. He can't dance. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I he makes me feel comfortable because when I see him dancing, like, woo, okay, I don't think I have rhythm. At least I've been told that, yeah, a variety of times. Mm-hmm. But what I see him doing, I'm like, all right, I think I'm doing all right on the dance floor compared to whatever his is like a modified chicken dance. Yeah, it's uh. It's tough. Yeah, it's no. it's a rough one to watch. But uh, <laughs> All right. I mean, we we've also talked about a number of other artists. Great songs, terrible dancers. Yeah. Um, Boy meets girl. Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. Leo Sayer, you're in good company. Yeah. Maybe he's the godfather of bad dancing. <laughs> <laughs> bad dancing, good singing. Yeah. And a all around good guy. Yeah. I think he'd be great to have in the pub here. Yeah. I think uh, I think uh, you know if he ever comes to Canada, we can. Uh, Maybe persuade him to to join the Winchester. Yeah, yeah. Leo, if you hear us, just come on, come on by. You like Canada? You went to Juno. He went to Juno, and uh, yeah, in I think seventy six or seventy seven. Okay, yeah. So there you go. There you go. Canada loves Leo Sayer. Yeah. yeah. But okay, let's uh, let's jump into the lyrics a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a. Uh, I don't know what what do you want to say about it. Like it, it's a fun song. It's totally fun. Yeah. The stuff that I love the most isn't even the whatever the words are. It's yeah. the, the very the opening. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> ah, like oh, this is great. If anything, before you talk about the lyrics, that opening to the song yeah. is so good. Yeah, that when Leo comes in, I'm like, ah, I don't know if you're 
it, yeah. it builds up to something, and when he comes in, I'm not sure. I love the song. Yeah. So this is to me, this is an ultimate guilt-free pleasure. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're getting back to our roots here. Where yeah. this is what a guilt-free pleasure is yeah, all yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. But boy, the pressure's on when he starts singing because everything leading up to it is incredible. But the, that opening line, you're really not expecting that voice to come in. Like, not at all. That is such a sort of, like, ah, like, what the, what was that? And who, I don't even think people in Brooklyn pronounced talking the way he yeah. did. I don't even know. It was like, maybe people in, like, um, police dramas that take place in New York oh, yeah. in the 50s. Or, or everyone who's doing that really, really bad, um, um, impersonation of uh was it uh is it pacino or de niro and uh um oh i'm walking here dustin hoff doesn't sorry. yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> they're all hey, they're, they're all the same they're person. all the same guy yeah yeah but yeah you got a cute way of talking ta- ta- yeah, yeah. <laughs> was surprising to me about that verse because he says you got the better of me just snap your fingers and i'm walking like a dog hanging on your now i expect it to say leash yeah but it says lead i'm like actually that's kind of a lead doesn't feel as um sadomasochist <laughs> yes exactly it's like it feels very clean like oh i'm yeah. a lead oh that's kind of a nice so it's yeah. not it's more like a halty collar it's not a choker chain yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so a lead But then, as 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 soon as that uh, you know the uh, the lead line comes, then he drops back to like his proper way, his normal way of singing. Yeah, like he he drops the falsetto, and he he does that throughout the song, which is a little bit. Uh, that too is a little bit surprising because you you expect the entire song to be up in that high register. Yeah, and it's almost comical. Yeah, because when he goes back to his voice, like, oh, okay, yeah, that's his, that's his, that's his pretty good yeah. voice, you know. <laughs> and uh, this is what the rest of the song is going to be like. No, no, back to falsetto. Oh man, what's he say? Um, I don't really get verse two. It says quarter to four in the morning. I ain't feeling morning. tired. Yeah, well, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> exactly. I ain't feeling tired. No, no, no. Just hold me tight and leave on the light because I don't want to go home. Are they at a club? That was my sort of feeling. The club is closed in New York in 1977 or whenever this came out? 76. At quarter to four in the morning? That's insane. Well, I don't know. Like Studio 54 and all that? Like, I, Yeah. Did, I guess they were open all night. But yeah. I was like, okay, I figured he was at the apartment. But then he's like, leave on the light. I'm like, oh, what? And hold me tight. I'm like, okay, so they're not... They're not at her apartment. He's just... Well, maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe he's just dancing in her apartment, whatever that leaves means. The, yeah. <laughs> Leaving the light on. Yeah. I, I don't want to go home. He doesn't want to go home. And if he's at a club, the lights are off, Leo. Yeah. Where are you? Yeah, I don't know. He's at a bingo hall. Yeah. Maybe, 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 Leo, leave the lights off. That way no one can actually see you dancing. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> I calls it like I sees it. <laughs> Quarter to four in 
Well, then things shift up, I think. Yeah. In the song. So, um, when I went to lyrics online, they really disappointed me because it wasn't matching what I was listening to. Yeah. And, and it took me a while to, to find that, uh, that third verse. Yeah. And, uh, which is, which is the one that, uh, we, we were talking about earlier. Yeah. So, because the third verse talks about, having a post so there's two versions there's a single version which is under three minutes Mm -hmm. and then there's the album version which is just under four minutes yeah but we both listen to the album version yeah which is more enjoyable yeah you get more of the song yeah exactly and so he talks about a potion there's a little bit more you 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 slipped me a potion i can't get off of the floor all this perpetual motion you got to give me some more you got to give me some more now and we're it's uh, you can kind of take it uh, both ways, right? Like maybe he's uh, he's got a potion, and uh, you know he can't get off the dance floor, or maybe it's a little more sinister than that. You slip me a potion, and I can't get off the floor. I think maybe Leo's been drugged. Say what you will about the like potentially sinister nature of some of the lyrics, whether it be S and M or or drugging. It, it's a fun song, yeah. I and I don't think that those those theories hold water. Definitely don't. When you watch live performances, there's no, no. way this is no, like no, no. this is as goofy as can be. It's and a fun dance song. Yeah. What's your favorite part of the song? I think the way he sings in that that first verse, like with the with the lyrics with the. The talking and walking, like it, that just, oh, and oh, sorry, there, there's a couple of things right in the first verse. So early on, um, when it's just the instrumental uh, for the for the intro, there's a, there's two, well, there's the ooh, right? But then there's, there, there's two, it sounds like a cell phone notification, like bring, and it happens twice and doesn't happen any, any other place in the song, which that sort of jumped out at me. Mine is the bridge. The do 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 yeah okay oh yeah, yeah. my goodness those do's are fantastic. <laughs> Brought me back to like I was gonna say all these Motown songs. And then I started thinking through, I started thinking about the Jackson 5 a lot yeah. at that scene. But I also thought about that song, Brandy, You're a Fine Girl by oh, The Looking yeah, yeah. Glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are all a bunch of white guys as well, actually. Yeah. But, but their their dues felt like it was similar. Yep. Oh, this is this is the other, the uh, just snap your fingers and I'm walking. But the way he sings and, it's like... He's falsetto, but he goes like an upper register falsetto for the ant yeah. part. It just we'll we'll play it here because I I, I, I <laughs> figure I'm gonna I, it's it. just gonna be me shrieking into the mic. <laughs> There is something otherworldly about Leo Sayers' falsetto that's not angelic, even though he's taking it from his time as a choir boy. Yeah, but it's something. It's almost like because in his original incarnation of Leo Sayer in the early albums, he was dressed as a clown. Yeah, it feels like comedy. Like yeah. there's a clown thing going on. Even watching him 
in the videos is like, are you still dressed up as a clown but not wearing makeup? Like, it's a... Yeah, he looks like a, a Richard Simmons impersonator. <laughs> yeah, there's like a... And, and not dissimilar to Bilbo Baggins. I can throw that out there. Okay. He's got a Bilbo Baggins feel as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. There's not. And this is what gets me is there's nothing threatening about Leo Sayer. No. Which no. is what I love about him too. So yeah. there's no criticism there. I don't need no. somebody to terrify me. Yeah, exactly. Right. And if you got that voice, you shouldn't be terrifying me. No, 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 no. Have you watched many versions of this song on YouTube? Uh, I've, I've, I've seen a couple of versions, um, not all the way through. I saw the one when he was on the Muppet Show. Yeah, which is terrifying a little bit. Well, because they don't have Muppets; they have no. people dressed in costumes. Yeah, like bird costumes. Yeah, and it's well, which makes sense because birds are nature's dancers. <laughs> yes, right. And he's lip syncing to a new track. Yeah, they've changed it. Yeah, he's not actually singing it, but he's doing his sort of he's hamming it for the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the crowd is dead silent. Yeah. But which means they're freaked out. Yeah. And to me, probably by the Birdmen or whatever they are. To me, it, you would see this if you open one of those rooms in the hotel in The Shining, <laughs> and that's where I'd see this scene. Yeah, yeah. It has freaked me right out. Yeah. There's no like real official video, is there? Um, I think there. There's at least a couple versions that seem like videos to me. Yeah. So okay. there's one where he's singing to himself. Okay. And they're kind of showing off their ability to split the screen. Okay. Yep. And that one is where his dancing is just not happening. He's, yes. He just, even when he's singing, you make me feel like dancing. I think he's just quit dancing. Yeah. He's tried to move <laughs> his hips and has tried to snap his fingers, but it is just, I think this should be put to Elaine dancing on Seinfeld. This would yeah. be a perfect one. He does a great version of this with Dionne Warwick on like a solid gold. And okay. actually that might be my all-time favorite. And she gets it. Yeah. And and they do a duet and it works really, really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Category time. Yeah. All right. So uh, I always like to start with mixtape. Mixtape. So um, I know you, you've put some work in on this, but... Uh, Mine is really sort of generic. It's kind of almost anything from the Bee Gees from from that era. Like uh, you should be dancing is the most obvious to me. Yeah, um, and then uh, uh, staying alive and and just the just very very generic. The only thing that that I would uh, throw out that might be a little bit different is dancing in the moonlight. Oh, King Harvest. Yeah, yeah, that's a great song. I put those definitely on on the uh, on the same uh, same mixtape. Okay, so on mine, I have You Make Me Feel Like Dancing being mm-hmm. the first song on my yep. next tape. And then the next song is a modern song. Okay. It's within the last 10 years, I think. Although I, everything feels like it was last year. It could be within the last 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> could be 30. We don't know. Yeah. Scissor Sisters, I Don't Feel Like Dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is... Because that has so much falsetto in it, too, Exactly. Right? They actually think that they used You Make Me Feel Like Dancing as a template, and yeah. that there's so many similarities between them mm-hmm. that they couldn't be written like that. The Scissor Sisters were purposely responding to it. Oh, okay. Because it's the exact opposite. I Don't yeah. Feel Like Dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and it's a that's a, it's a great song. Yeah, I remember yeah. when I heard it, yep. thinking this was the greatest song ever and couldn't believe it was a number one. Mm-hmm. No 
And then from that song, because it mixes both Leo Sayer, but it also hints back to December 1963, A One A Night with uh, oh, yeah. Frankie Valley. Yep. And then there's a song called Shame Shame by Shirley and Company. So this is a song, um, I'll play it for you right now, Frank, actually. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... And I want you to yeah, know that. song was a song Leo Sayer heard on his way to the studio before he got in. Uh, and when he got into the studio, they said, hey, check... And so Ray Parker, unbeknownst Ray Parker, says, hey, check out this riff that I wrote myself that I'm going to <laughs> give to everybody. <laughs> and because he'd been listening to Shame Shame, yeah. this kind of got him in the groove. Oh, okay. And then I have Blame It on the Boogie by the Jackson 5. Okay. Which is perfect song. And then I had the Bee Gees, You Should Be Dancing. That was yeah. my other one, which yeah, is yeah. like, a, I mean, all these songs comparatively, I don't I don't think Leo Sayer's song beats any of those songs. No. I think they're yeah. all better. <laughs> but that part of what a guilt-free pleasure is, is like, no, I'm not picking songs that are grammy for song of the year generally it's yeah. just this is a song i'm gonna play to party yeah and everyone's gonna say oh i love this song yeah. or i can't believe you put this song on and like secretly they're they're trying to make a show that they don't like it but secretly they love it you, and you know when people do that like i can't believe you said the song and then you look at them and their their lips yeah, are singing the music yeah. and they're dancing they're, they're even are, better than leo sayer yeah, hips are swaying a little bit <laughs> yeah. shoulder shaking yeah. yeah listen we all love john cicada and we like leo sayer yeah give me a break yeah man. honestly just 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 own up to loving these songs and just the amount of freedom that you feel it is so liberating. Yeah. That's and hence the title, guilt free. Yes, exactly. Just let it let it go, man. Yeah. Um he also looks like Jean Charest. Can I put that out there? <laughs> Little Canadian politics yeah. there? At least modern Leo Sarah looks yeah, like yeah. Jean Charest. <laughs> I won't say no, yeah. Okay, so that was my mixtape. That was your mixtape. Okay. I got a, a category and I, I have to think of how I'm gonna word this. Okay. What is the optimal time in a date where this song comes on? You need to put it on where you need to bring some levity to the situation to show that you're a fun guy. Okay. Yeah. And this is when you take her to the roller rink. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's This that, is a roller this, rink this, song. It's a perfect roller rink date song. Oh man. And if this were a Hallmark movie... That would be taking place in a roller rink, yeah. and this would be the the moment. That's such a great idea. Yeah, yeah. This is a roller rink song. You bring your date to the roller rink, mm-hmm. and you play this song. The, now, there's a couple of things that could happen. She might think you're you're not going to be the type of person who could protect her if things go down later in the night. You don't want to be around someone like that who's just looking for a yeah. violent man. Yeah, no, that's no. not me. That's not me either. But if she wants someone who's fun. Yeah, that's uh, that's this is the test. Yeah. Do they like Leo Sayer? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think Ashley does like Leo Sayer. Do they like roller skating? <laughs> the other thing that uh, this could happen is she thinks that she's in a in a horror film because I don't think there's actually roller rinks that exist anymore. So I'd be taking her to an abandoned building. 
and playing this song. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, it, that that's how horror films start. Yeah. Well, it'd be quite a surprise when she finds out you're just the whole clown thing is actually yeah. <laughs> you're just doing a tribute to Leo Sayer. Yeah. <laughs> Should Michael Bolton sing this song? I say yes. I want to hear him cover this song. I think this is a great song that American Idol contestants could do. Yeah, yeah. Which is also awful. Yeah. But I'd, I'd like them to bring Leo Sayer on just so they could come in and say, you know, he'd give his opinion to him. Yeah. I think he'd be super kind. He'd be the Paula Abdul yeah. type of person. But would Michael Bolton do this? Oh, my goodness. Oh, the f- well, he can do a falsetto. Yep. And I think... Like, given the Michael Bolton, like, uh, Valentine's Day special, there is a levity to the man. Definitely. And uh, I'm trying to think of other falsetto people who could pull this off. I don't know a lot of falsetto. I can't think of any. Yeah. All the falsetto people who could cover this thing, better versions. So, Barry Gibb couldn't do this because he's already done You Should Be Dancing. Yeah. The Scissor Sisters could do it because, I mean, they might as well. A cover by the darkness would be fun. Oh yeah, yeah I believe in a thing called love. That the falsetto yeah. in that, right? The darkness would yeah. do a great. That is the one. The yeah. Darkness okay. Is the the one. darkness. We need you to cover this. Yeah. Okay. I feel pretty good on these categories. Yeah. And you know what? Um, we've mentioned this before on the podcast, and so this is a couple. I don't know when this is coming out. It could be sometime in May or June. Yeah. But. This is the first episodes we've done since I've had COVID. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, uh, hopefully I'm not contagious. My apologies, Frank. Well, well, we'll find out next week if we're doing another out of office. <laughs> yeah. So I feel I feel pretty good. If this is the first episode, I've been able to talk this long without coughing. Mm-hmm. And it was a rough two weeks. You know, people kept telling me it's not a big deal. You'll be fine. It's like a, it's like a cold. Like, no, this is like the worst cold I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. So but, it was like a cold, just the worst one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was like a cold, but nothing like the colds I have ever had before. Yeah. <laughs> but I knew I was doing better when I started thinking about the podcast and I had more energy to think about it. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, what song would I want to do? And once I put this song on, I thought, this makes me smile. Yeah. And this is the song that's going to bring me back to life. Yeah. So I felt like dancing. You make me feel like dancing. I do. Yeah the the fact that the fact that you're you're feeling better that makes me feel like dancing. We're happy about this. Well, dance the night away. <laughs>